Amen. Well, let me, let me jump in to this really quickly because this is the second week of a, a Christmas series that, that I wanted to bring to you called The Journey to Joy. <laughs> and the reason I thought it was so important is because everything in this world wants to steal the joy that you have. Situations, circumstances, uh, people. Anybody know what I'm talking about on that one? People want to steal your joy. Oh, I'm the only one. The rest of y'all go, no, no, I love everybody and everybody loves me. Oh, no, no, I know what that's like. I got told the other day that somebody said, I'm not coming to your church. I said, why? She goes, because it's a cult. I went, it is? I need to get out then. Some people just ain't going to like you. But anyway, it's just funny because you go, there's just people that drive you crazy and try to steal your joy. There are circumstances that want to rob you of your joy. And can I tell you what's going on with that? Because the enemy understands that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That God created us to have joy in every situation, every circumstance, in every challenge. So that's why I thought that this particular series was so important for this moment because there are so many things in our world that want to rob us and keep us away from that. And then when we think of the Christmas season, the Christmas season, what we, we recognize, there's a season of Advent. And we're not going to go into all the history of that. But basically, what it teaches us is that the thing about Christmas and the thing about the coming of Jesus, that it brought hope, it brought love, it brings peace, it brings joy. And you know, sometimes we have to be reminded that we're blessed. I just want to say that really quick. Sometimes we have to be reminded that we're blessed. And you say, well, my life's not seemingly very blessed right now. Oh, no, it is. You know why? You know how I know? Because Jesus was born in a manger. He lived and came to this planet for you. And we think, wow, are you kidding? I've got a reason to be joyful because the blessing that has been brought to me. It's such a powerful, powerful moment. And, you know, as we step into that, I think it's one of those moments like in Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm stressing out, y'all. Anybody, anybody else stress out at Christmas time? Y'all just stress out? I'm, I mean, it's terrible. Christmas shopping is awful. I mean, you know, here's the thing. My wife was complaining about buying gifts. She was like, she had, she was, you're not going to believe, I've got to buy these gifts. I'm just, I said, really? I said, you're, you're being a Grinch. Yeah, a Grinch. And, you know, and she looked at me and she goes, you need to stop now. And she goes, let me see your list. I said, you want to see my list? She's got a list this long and I, I've got her. <laughs> that's it. That's all. How many men are like me? That's the only one I'm responsible for. She does everything else. But Christmas is that time, man. It can get absolutely crazy. And here's what I've learned if for, for all of you that are struggling with all that and you're saying, I don't know what to get. I don't know what to get. All those things, you know, just the most important phrase that you can remember in relation to that is this, save the receipt. That's it. That's just save the receipt. 
because they're going to return it anyway. But anyway, Christmas, it really is one of those times where the joy of this season can get robbed by everything around us. Because we know Christmas isn't about gifts. Christmas is not about all the things. It's not, you know, it's, it's not just about Santa Claus, which is its own interesting story. It's not just those things. Ultimately, it's about Jesus. The greatest gift that was given to us. And that's a powerful thing to be reminded of in this season. So here's what I'd like to do. I, if we could all just stand to our feet very quickly, I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles. It'll also come up on the screens, but I want you to turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and look in just two verses. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Let me say that again in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I love this. But let's look at that first part just one more time. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do you know how many times it speaks in the Bible it said, don't have fear, don't be afraid? Do you know why? Because if the enemy can get you stuck in fear, then all the joy, all the things and the power that you have or that you have access to gets limited because of fear. And he says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. And that's what I want to talk about today on this journey. Let's pray. Father, today for the next few minutes, God, I pray that you would open our hearts, that God, you would open our minds. And Lord, as we step into your word, God, I'd ask that you just reveal it to us. God, I ask this, that as we sow this seed, that every heart that hears would be receptive and it would fall on fertile ground. And that God, it would bring back a harvest of good in each of our lives. And Father, I pray this as always, convict us because we wanna be better. And also, when we leave this place today, may we leave changed in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. As you're being seated, turn around to somebody and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready. <clears throat> you know, when I look through life and I see the seasons of life and, you know, I'm, I'm just old enough to recognize different seasons. You know, it's like the older you get, you, you are more aware of the flow of seasons in life and the flow and seasons around us. And it's, it's truly, truly fascinating because there are great seasons. There are seasons of happiness. There are seasons of victory. There are seasons of challenge. There are seasons of standing in extra faith. There's all these different seasons in life, but there's one thing that is in common in every season or should be in common. And here, here's why I'll say it should be. Because 
The truth is, I want to talk about the power of Christmas done right. The power of Christmas, dot, 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 done right. Because I believe a lot of us end up missing the power of Christmas. See, the reason I say that is because we go through these seasons and the one common thing that should be in every season of our lives is an unspeakable joy, an unfathomable joy in any circumstance. And the challenge in our lives is saying, well, you know, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to find joy in every situation? You know, I think it's important to realize too, because you know, when you look back historically at the birth of Christ, that God chose to send Jesus in a time that was politically in upheaval. It was a dangerous time. It was a challenging time. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that the commercials that were on TV at the time were like in these uncertain times. I'm certain of it. But we see all this, and, and Jesus comes in that. And what we realize that Jesus comes, and he brings grace and truth. He shows us the importance of hope. Without hope, we can't have joy. Without hope to know that God really can come through in my situation. To know he's no respecter of persons. If he did it for somebody else, he'll do it for me. Hope. How about peace? Peace. Peace beyond understanding. Peace when the world can't understand it. We see all these things. We, we see every piece of this that we go, wow, this is such a powerful thing. Love? He showed us that love is not just about what we like. Love is who we are. We begin to understand all these different things, and then it comes to the place where he's speaking of joy. So in the midst of crisis, in the midst of challenging times and struggles and all the different stuff that was going on, <clears throat> and I know we think that we've got it bad in so many ways and in so many places, but the truth is we don't have a clue in the United States how bad it could be. But what we see in this, in the birth of Christ, was that here he is in a season of unsettled culture. And if I could describe anything right now in our world, I would be very okay with describing our culture as unsettled. Why is that? Yeah, everybody's going, yeah, I've talked to you before. You think your words were not unsettled. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be good. It's unsettled. But yet Christ came in that moment to bring hope, to bring joy, to bring peace, and to bring love. And I think in this moment, in this season that we're in, and all the challenge that we face, we need to realize this. The journey of life, this journey of life, and I call this the journey to joy, but this journey of life is amazing. It is amazing. Even in the bad times, man, God is good to us. Even when things are challenging, God is so good. I look back over my life. You know, as I was studying through this and, and kind of figuring out what I was going to talk about specifically today and through scripture, 
You know, I'm going back through my life, and, you know, I'm like anybody else. There's been good times. There's been bad times. There's been great doctor's reports. There's been bad doctor's reports. There's been hard places in relationships. There's been great places in relationships. There's all these things. We've lost loved ones. We've gained loved ones. It's life. And I'm going to tell you something. Even though I could look back and say, I wish that hadn't happened that way. The reality is it was part of the journey of my life. And it is part of what made me who I am today. And it's the same in your life. So I look at it ultimately, I look at the grand scheme and I go, thank you for such a great life. Thank you that you blessed me. Thank you that you allowed me to have a wonderful church family, a family that, that lets you be you. You know, Thank you, God, for allowing these things in my life. Thank you for giving me a wife that loves me in spite of me, that gives me great children, that God, you have done so many amazing things. I mean, thank you, God, that I almost like all, almost like all of my son-in-laws, almost. <laughs> the truth is that sometimes we get to feeling sorry for ourselves because of seasons we're in. And today I want to remind you that the journey of life is amazing. The fact that we can live here and, and be a part of this, it's an incredible ride. It has amazing highs and sometimes has desperate lows. But we're here. And God has entrusted a mission to every single one of us. There's a purpose for every body. Every person has something they've got to accomplish. And it's a beautiful thing to see it. When I see the joy in somebody's life if they're moving in the purposes that God has for them, it's amazing. So I just want to remind you today of how important that is. And, you know, here's the beauty of God. And I think this is important when we talk about this is how do we find joy in difficult situations? It's like this. When we bring God our worst, he gives us in return his best. I want you to think about that for a minute. When you came to Jesus, when you actually gave your heart to the Lord and said, you know what, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to walk this out. I'm going to see where this goes and where this takes me. It's like God takes all your mess and gives you the beauty of salvation. Because I don't know about you. I mean, some of y'all may be perfect, but when I came to Jesus, I recognized this really easily as I don't deserve the forgiveness that God's giving me that Jesus has provided for me. I don't deserve it. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? I don't deserve it. But yet, he extended that grace. I look at that and go, you know what? That's amazing. He took my brokenness and gave me purpose. He took death and gave me life. That's what I love about that is that he takes the worst and gives us the best. And here's one of the things I want to just encourage you with, and it's the scripture of Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, because this is where we kind of mess up a lot of times. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Let, let me just say that again. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
I love what it says in the Living Bible. It says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. Live one day at a time. You know, I think it's important that we remember why this is telling us this because what we end up doing is we end up taking the weight of things that we're not supposed to carry. And we take on weeks and weeks and years and years and God said, no, no, I didn't design you that way. When I created, I didn't create you to carry all of that. I created you to live out one day at a time. You can carry that. But he says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Try to give that to God. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. And I've only got one big key point for you today. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Because it's important to understand that joy, listen, everybody, you got to get this. Joy is not just important. It's vital. It's vital. Can I just tell you, I remember I was going through some difficult places and you know, I don't know, <clears throat> if you get to know me very well, you'll realize that I'm, I'm rather melancholy. Uh, I'm a creative by nature. And, uh, and basically what that means is when people say, well, I'm creative by nature, that just means we're weird. Okay, that's all that means. And um, so, but I remember going through kind of a, a darker season. I was kind of struggling with some stuff and trying to figure some things out. And, and um, I remember my wife, every, every year, we've got pivot point, not pivot points, but we got, we got marker points inside that year where we get to ask each other questions. And one of the questions that came to her was this, is what would you want me to have in my life that you don't see enough of? And her answer was laughter. She said, you don't laugh enough. And I went, what? What do you mean I don't laugh enough? You see, there, there's something powerful about when you laugh. And there's a difference. You know, there's a difference because people say, I laugh all the time. <laughs> That's not a laugh. That's polite. You know, when I'm talking about laughing, I'm talking about the, the laughing when you can't control yourself, your stomach's hurting. It's like you're, there's tears coming out of your eyes. You can't handle it anymore. I mean, you're snotting everywhere. It's just that you're just dying laughing. You know, there's something powerful about that. And it's not the laughter itself that's so important. It's the joy that it brings. So my wife was, is, is discerning enough to recognize in seasons of my life, she goes, you're not laughing. You're not living in the power of joy. And I think it's important for you to remember, what is it that makes me laugh? What is it that, that brings me to that place? Because I think it's a, a, a several different things. I think one of the things that, that lights joy in me, because remember, joy is not an emotion. Joy is the byproduct of your relationship with Jesus. Joy is a byproduct of when you're doing it right. And sometimes I'll tell you when, I, when I'm in those places, sometimes I'll get in a, alone in this place. Sometimes I'll, I'll come in here and, this, and I'm, I'm just kind of battling through some things in my mind. I'll come in here. It's completely dark. All this, you know, it's just me in this room. And I just start praying. I just start asking God, God, I don't understand. I don't understand. I need you to do this, God. You know, and you just start praying. So you know how that goes. You finish whining after a little bit and, and telling God what's all wrong. And that's like, God didn't know, you know, and finally you get past that. And then you really start praying, you know, but that is a key to bringing joy. 
Because that's who he is. It's part of who he is. It's how he's designed you. Part of that joy is surrounding yourself with people who you enjoy. Isn't it amazing that sometimes that we're, we, we tend to be uh, drawn to people who are just like us? Have you ever noticed that? It's like, you know, birds of a feather, we've heard that. I mean, there's even sayings that provide. You know what I learned? When I was looking for a wife, when I was looking for a spouse, I don't, th- well, I actually wasn't looking. We just happened to find each other. But God brought me someone who is completely polar opposite of me. I mean, she was everything that I was not. She was smart, is. She was organized, is. She worked hard. (laughs) You'll figure that one out in a minute. She was all of these things that I wasn't. And, you know, and I realized in my life, even in that time, I didn't laugh a lot. But she did. And one of my, some of my favorite memories is this. She would watch, there's this particular TV show. And, uh, and typically, you know, uh, me and Tawana, we, we don't like the same things. Like I told you, we're polar opposites. So like when TV shows come on or something like that, it's like she's in here watching a TV show. I'm reading a book or doing something like that. It's just like, yeah, I'm not interested. And I remember one day I'm in there, I'm reading a book and she's in the bedroom. She's watching it and she is just la- like loud. Like, I mean, belly laughing. And I'm like going... What is so fun? What is she doing? Now, this is how broken we are, right? And I'm like, oh, why is she? That, nothing is that funny. You know, so I walk in and I say, what is wrong with you? And she goes, oh, just this show. I'm just watching. Go back in there and read your book. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want to know what's so funny, you know? And it's just, it's just one of those things that I remember that sound. And I will remember it for the rest of my life. Because I remember this. I remember thinking, I want to laugh like that. And see, the thing is, is that you've got to be purposeful about who you bring around your life. Because the problem is, if you're, if you're a depressed person, if you, if you tend to lean toward those things, or, or maybe you're just a bitter person and you lean toward bitter, and I know, I'm just being honest. This is just being real, right? Then you don't search out people who are broken like you I'm going to tell you right now, you need to pick out people who are joyful and say, I want to be around you because I need to laugh. I want that spirit. I want that because remember what I said, laughter is one of the keys that brings the joy into your life. And that's what I love. But we see the world trying to steal all of the joy. As a matter of fact, here's, here's one of the crazy things about Christmas. I think you'll all agree with me. I just jotted down a few of them. Okay, so as if Christmas time isn't stressful enough in its own way. So let's just, let's have more parties than anybody can ever even go to, right? It's like, it's like how many know that December, you're like, going, how many of these do we have to go to? And see, some of you are saying, well, I don't get invited to any parties. Good for you. Praise God. Anyway, I'm non-social. But anyway, how many parties can we have? How about this one? Let's just write a personal note to everyone we've ever met in our entire lives. 
That's just silly stuff. Yeah, okay, here's another one. Here, and man, I am so grateful. You want to talk about blessed? My wife has had, had a revelation this year, and it had to do with this. So let's entirely redecorate the entire house on the inside and the outside. My wife would put up three Christmas trees. Everything was done. The house looked like Santa Claus and the elves had come in and camped out. This year, we got one Christmas tree. I'm telling you, it's still just as Christmassy. It's still just as wonderful. But I was like going, she got a revelation. Praise God. You know why I think I like that? Why it brought joy into my life? Because I didn't have to get the other two trees out of the attic. Amen. We do these things. Well, those men were getting fired up on that one. Okay, so all that's going on. Let's make it even better. Let's let the kids out of school for two weeks. I mean, if it's not stress, the kids like that one. But it, it is crazy. No wonder we have stress and anxiety. And these are just the things we like to joke about. But you know, the truth is that this is amazing to me. There's a stat. This is an older stat. It's probably even more so now. That they say that there are over 7.5 billion headaches every year. And some of you would say, well, I know that because I had 6.3 of them, right? 7.5 billion headaches each year in the United States. Check this out. 165 tons of painkillers for headaches are taken every day. Something's got to change. I mean, think about that. And then you start saying, well, what does that? Stress brings on these issues. It makes us sick. So what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do with all this? How are we supposed to move forward? How are we going to do everything that would lead us to joy and laughter? How do we do that? I love this. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says it like this. Give all your worries and cares to God. Give all your worries and cares to God. He cares about what happens to you. I love that. He cares about what happens to you. How do I get joy? How do I walk in that? <laughs> I give it to God. Now, can I just tell you right now? I mean, I read that scripture and I go, yes. Why is it that we want to hang on to that stuff like, it's life itself. I don't want to give up my worry. I don't want to give up the things I'm struggling with. Come on, I mean, this is real talk. This is, why do we do this? And it's like there's this demented part of our flesh that's saying, no, I want to hang on to the things that cause me pain. I want to keep these things. And the whole while God's saying that, look, I've got a plan for you. You don't have to walk through life alone. You don't have to walk through life struggling in those emotional ways, you can have joy. And part of that, give it to God. But I've found in life that that sometimes is one of the most difficult things to do. Because like a lot of people, I want to fix it. I just want to fix it. When something's wrong, I want to fix it. And you know what I've realized in life that there's a lot of things in this life that we can't fix. There's a lot of things in this life that we could try, but I don't know about you. Sometimes when I'm trying to fix something, I make it a lot worse. You know, I tried to, um, I'll give you an example. So the other day we were 
in our, in our bedroom and I heard some noise in the bathroom and I'm like going, what in the world is, so I walk into the bathroom and I hear like feet scampering. I'm like going, oh gosh. You know, and in my mind, there's like werewolves, you know, y'all know what it is, it's at night. It's like, you know, crazy thoughts. But anyway, I heard all these feet. And so I finally, I go into the bathroom, I'm trying to find where it's at. And I realize it's, it's in the ceiling. And I'm like, what is that? So I hit the top of the ceiling and it was like an army of animals were living in my ceiling. And Twana said, well, what are you going to do? This one will say, I'm a preacher. In the name of Jesus. It didn't work. So we got these squirrels in the ceiling. I'm going, I, I, okay, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I can do this. So I'm trying to figure out how they got in there. So I go around the house. I'm looking through the house and on the outside. And I realize on the side of the house, there's the vents that go over your bathrooms where the fans are. And it vents out. And the squirrels, they're squirrels. They weren't werewolves, just so you know. The, the squirrels had chewed away the entire opening. Yeah, it's joyful. So I decide I can do this. So I went and got my ladder. I, got a, I have a ladder, so that's a step forward, right? I went and got the ladder, I know. I got the ladder and I put it out there and I start climbing up. And as soon as I got about halfway up, I realized I'm scared of heights. Right? And so now all I can think about is I'm going to come up here and I'm going to look in this. This is how stupid we are. There's this hole with darkness. So I decide because now I feel shamed because I can't go back in and not have fixed this, right? So I finally climbed the rest of the way up. The sad thing is, you know, it was not that high. But anyway, I climb up and I'm looking in this hole. And in my mind, all I can think about is these creatures leaping out at me and clawing out my eyes. But I still did it. Makes no sense. So I decided, you know what? I can fix this. I can do this. For sake of time, I will jump to the end. I tried to fix it. And I had to call a friend. And I said, look, I tried to take my drill. I have a drill. Thank you. And close this thing up. And when I was trying to put it in, the drill would not go through the brick. What's the problem? My friend said, it's brick. <laughs> I mean, people put it in there all the time, right? But anyway, so finally, in the end, my job was to run the critters out. So I want to say in the end, we got them out. They're gone. We were delivered. We were Set free in Jesus' name. It's all good. But my friend finally said, Pastor, I'll be over in 10 minutes. He came in, fixed everything, got it all done. And my wife said, you did a really good job, honey. Thank you. I was like, that's awesome. But we all don't know how to do things. And sometimes we try to fix things that we don't know how to fix. You don't want me to come to your house to fix your plumbing. You don't want me to come fix your, you certainly don't want me to touch your electrical system. <laughs> to pray, we're good. 
But a lot of times in life, we're trying to fix things that we don't know how to fix. And this is where God says, give it to me. I've got this. And sometimes it's hard because I believe it's about pride. It's like, I want to do this because I can. And we forget that God says, I created you for what I created you for. And you're going to be stronger, better, and more joyful if you'll trust me. And I find that so freeing. But I think that's why we get so stressed. That's why we struggle. But let me give this. When we talk about giving our worries and giving our cares, here, let me just give you two things really quickly that happen when you give this stuff to God. All right? When you give your worries to God, when you give the things that are out of your control, number one, you realize that God is in control, not you. That is part of the process. You know, when I look to the audience and I see my brother Elvis here today, praise God, I'm glad you're home, my friend. If Elvis had his way, he'd have been here six months ago, a year ago, year and a half ago, three years ago. <laughs> but there are some things that are not in our control. And what we do is when we learn to give it to God, we recognize that he's the one that's in control, not us. It's very important. The second one is this. It also reminds us that God cares about what we're worried about. But we don't get to experience it until we give it to God. Because he's got something for you and he wants to exchange your negative, your bad, for his good, for his joy. And it's a powerful, powerful place. And here's the bottom line. I hope all of you realize that there's practically no one that's listening to this today, that's sitting in this room today or sitting at home, wherever you are. There is nobody here that's not experiencing some hurt, some difficulty, some challenges and seasons in their life that they wish they weren't in. In other words, everybody hurts. But here's the blessing. When we are children of God, we get to call on him. We get to call on Jesus. What a privilege. What a privilege when we don't understand what to do. God says, I've got this. Turn to me. I have all the power you need. I've got all the ability you need. Just give it to me and let me take care of it. I love that. And actually, Psalms, I, I want to just share a couple scriptures with you, and I'm going to close. Psalm chapter 138, verse 7, says it this way. Though I'm surrounded by troubles, you bring me safely through them. And on it, it says, your power will save me. Your hand. That's what I'm trying to get through your head right now. This is what I need you to get today. Yes, your situation may be difficult. Yes, it may be painful. Yes, it may hurt. You don't understand it. But God says, if you'll trust me, if you'll lean into me, my hand is enough. The hand of the Father is enough. And he will make a way where there absolutely seems to be no way and his power will save so here's your key thought for the day. I love this. <clears throat> when we learn to give God the things that we struggle with, God receives them. He receives them. And in exchange, gives us his hope, his joy, his peace, 
and his joy. I messed that up. I'm not feeling very loving, apparently, because I left out love. Use your imagination. But when we do this and he, we give them to God, here's what I love about God. He doesn't reject the gift. He doesn't reject it. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, Roger, if you're in the back, there's a, a gift that's on the workstation right there backstage. If somebody could run that out to me really quickly. Wow, Roger's fast. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Roger. Give Roger a hand. That's right. You know, because it's amazing to me because when, when we give it to God, he doesn't reject it. You know, he does not reject it. And I love that about God is that. So, you know, I, I was just thinking today, you know, it's like, wow, you know, I got somebody a gift. And, you know, hey, Barry, come on up here, brother. Give, I'll give Barry Lee a hand. Come, Barry, come up here for real quick. I got you a gift, man. And um, I just want you to know that this gift, this gift is, I, I thought long and hard about this. And, and, and today I'm giving it to you. Now, you could tell it was wrapped by a man. So... This is for you. Go ahead and open it up. Go ahead. We want, we, do we want to see what Barry got? Just, go ahead, Barry. Go ahead. Just open it up because it's important. And it's amazing because when we give something to God, you would think he would want to reject it. But God doesn't. He keeps it anyway. And, we've, <laughs> and here's why. Because here, you know why I got you that gift? Because it reminds me of who you are. It's a fruitcake. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> That's how you know I'm not God. And the reason for that is I want to remind you that <laughs> birds of a feather, brother, birds of a feather. But I want to remind you, see, here's the thing, is God doesn't reject what we give him. And that's why I love the whole fruitcake. Because sometimes when I'm giving stuff to God, I feel that's what I feel like. I'm like, really? You know, and, and I, I've done that before and the person has given it back. But you know what? Barry was kind of like God. He received it. And you know what? Barry's going to give me an amazing gift following this <laughs> because he's so much like God. <laughs> but I think that's the beautiful part that I want you to get. Give it to God because he wants to give you something back that's more amazing than you could ever imagine. But when you give things to God, he exchanges it for the things in life that matter so much. And let me close with this thought. And it's another scripture. And I love this out of the message translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. I love this because you ask me, why does God let us go through these difficult places? He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who's going through hard times so that we can be there for that person 
just as God was there for us. So when you're wondering why, God, understand that God is probably sending someone your way for you to be Jesus with skin on for them, to show them what Jesus looks like through actions. That's the joy. That's the place where we have joy in every situation because there's purpose. God never lets anything bad in our lives stay bad. He turns it around for good for those that love him and believe in him and are called according to his purpose. So today I just want to encourage you. I know there's some difficulties. That's just the reality of life. But I want to tell you today, the greatest challenge you may have right now is giving it up and trusting God with your pain, trusting God with your fear and your worry. And I would say this, because I know it through experience, many, many, many times, God will not let you down because he knows. He's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will take it because he says his burden, his yoke is light. Walk with him and watch what God does. Would you bow your head and close your eyes all across the room today? Father, today, we thank you, God. We thank you that you are so good to us that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with us. Even when we don't understand when nature itself is so destructive, God, you're still there. And Father, I pray this, that in this moment, even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of difficulty, of challenging moments, that God, you would help us find your joy that we will be exactly who you need us to be in this time. Walk with us, God. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today and you say, Pastor, you know, I, I am walking through some difficult places. And it's hard sometimes to let go, but I want you to pray for me and that I would have the strength to give to God what he needs. Say, so I want to give it to God today. If that's you, just wherever you're at, I want to slip your hand up right where you are. There's hands going up all over. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Hands going up. Just keep them up for a moment. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Wow. You can place them back down. Yes, ma'am, I see your hand too. Now you're here today, and I'm going to ask you another simple question. You're here today, and you know that you're not right with God. 
you know you're not in relationship with him. You know there's sin in your life. You say, Pastor, today I need a fresh start with Jesus. I need to get myself right. I, I want to be right with God when I walk out of these doors. I want to be in the right place with God. And you say, Pastor, that's me. Perhaps you'd make it look like this in your mind is that once upon a time you were on fire for God. You had a close relationship, but you walked away. Life happened. But you say, Pastor, today I want to reclaim that. I want to step back into that. I want to be who God wants me to be. I need to get right with God. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up right where you are. I'm not going to embarrass you today. That's not how I do this. Thank you. Anybody else? I don't want to miss any man. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I don't want to miss a certain anybody. Amen. You can place your hands back down. If you've never received Christ, I want you to know that you can today. You can start a journey that will change your life. It can change everything. And what a great Christmas to be a best gift ever, right? So let me ask you to do me a favor. Could you just all stand to your feet all across this room? I'm gonna ask our altar workers and our pastors that are available to make their way to the front to receive people for prayer. But the first thing we're gonna do right now is I wanna to talk to you that raise your hand and you're going through battles, you're going through some places and you need to give that to God. I'm declaring over your life right now that what you think is hard is gonna be easy. The releasing of that burden, that trust, that worry, that anxiety, that you're going to feel the release, even, even right now, even right now, you're feeling a relief, you're feeling a freedom, you're feeling that in your life. And I'm speaking that over you right now in the name of Jesus, that no longer the enemy's gonna rob you of joy. You're gonna find joy in situations that people are gonna think you're crazy. You're gonna find joy because you understand that God is gonna turn things around for the good in your life. And he's gonna carry the load because that's who he is. And there's those of you that raised your hand and said, I need to get right with the Lord. Today's your day. Thank you for sharing this with us. And here's what I would ask before we open up the altars. I want everybody in this house to just bow your head and close your eyes one more time. And we're going to pray this prayer together as a family. And if you raise your hand and said, Pastor, today I want to get right with God. This prayer is a first step. It's a step of saying, I need Jesus, and you're not alone. If you'll let us know, we want to walk with you. We want to help you. We want to try to answer questions and, and just be a strength for you on your journey. We just want to be able to come alongside you and help. But we're going to pray this prayer, and the only thing I want to ask is that you tell somebody about the decision that you're making today. So let's pray this all together across the house. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me new. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior right now. I repent of my sin and I turn away from my past. Today I am forgiven. I belong to you and you belong to me. Thank you for saving me, Father. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. And amen. Can you give the Lord some praise? 